Is this the lovely and talented Dr. Ray Pete? I think so. <laughs> How are you doing there, kid? I'm pretty well. Huh? Oh, you sound good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I, uh, with probably the vegetables I'm so, causing a problem. Yeah, so that's so, well, let's talk about it on the air. That's very interesting. How can I possibly be a vegetable? But you were having a problem, weren't you? I mean, we could hear it. Yeah. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, not, not quite as uh, uh, annoying as this Robert Kennedy's, but I think it was basically the same. But it seems thing. like it's, uh, and it sounds like it can even get better. You're still not quite through it? Uh, um, uh, yeah, the, it's... Uh, well, let's talk about it on the air. Let's talk about it on the air. Because uh, okay. people were emailing me and they were really concerned about you, you know? Because uh, we didn't know. I should have asked you what what was going on, but I didn't want to in, intrude, you know, into your life. So, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that's the only reason I didn't say anything. Okay, so let's let's get going here. We'll have some fun. We'll have some fun. Okay, so we are streaming audio. We are streaming recording a video uh, audio. And now we're going to record... Um, uh, we're going to record video and then we're going to restream it, right? There you go. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com Well, very pleasant good morning to you. Welcome back. We are live, uh, well, we were live five minutes ago, so I guess we're still live. Wait a minute. That's not right. Hold on a second. Uh, why isn't that working? Hold on a second. Let me get the video thing right and I'll figure it out. Um, oh, I know what I have to do. Let me change something real quick. Sorry, I thought it was, thought I had it, but then I didn't. If you'd like to join the show, well, you have to do it by email because Ray Pete is on the telephone. And he's a PhD. He's been a PhD for a very long time. One of the best ever in the world. Does great research and has been working on um, things for you and helping people uh, since the 60s. And he taught in a naturopathic school and uh, his work with hormones is just kind of like... Um, you know, legendary. He probably knows more about the hor- uh, the thyroid than anybody on the planet uh, or the Earth plane today. Sorry, no planet. But um, so, uh, if you'd like to be on the show, the email is the way to do it. It is Patrick at One Radio Network dot com. Mr. Pete, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good. So, a couple of months ago, you started having a little bit of trouble talking, right? Uh, oh, a lot of trouble. A lot of uh, trouble. Well, well uh, several months bef- before that, I, I had uh, t- tried some uh, ham and bacon that were uh, p- preserved with celery juice powder. And I knew I was allergic to celery, but uh, <laughs> it was so good, I went ahead and ate it. And uh, for, for about two weeks, I could hardly breathe. Wow. The, the tightest my vocal cords ever got, uh, and then uh, after several months, I decided to experiment with uh, changing my diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Thirty-five years ago, I had 
I developed a migraine from uh, eating many uh, vegetable-related right. foods and spices and things. And uh, so I was checking that out to see if I, I still had any of those terrible allergies. And I didn't, but they had changed to uh, the uh, phlegm and tightness of the vocal cords. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, so I was experimenting with, with a higher, higher vegetable diet. And, uh, and it didn't work uh, well. It didn't work well. Uh, uh, yeah, her chronic uh, tendency is to cough and resisting the cough. I would get just a constant spasm of the vocal cords, uh, which it, uh, I think is the same thing, basically, as what they call spastic dystonia. Uh, that makes you that, that's what Bobby Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. has, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it makes the cords so tight that I'll you be. Uh, just squeak. And uh, there are variations on it. I've known a couple people who uh, went silent. Uh, they uh, had the choice of either complete tightness and not breathing, uh, or they just paralyzed their vocal cords and I couldn't make a sound other than the whisper. And, and so this all started through just eating certain vegetables that you were allergic to a couple months ago. Uh, uh, yeah, huh. yeah. And uh, I think it works through causing a general inflammation, uh, intestinal and uh, respiratory in general, but uh, it happens the probably related to aging or something that uh, hmm. some people it, it hits just in the vocal cords of the interesting well this started a couple of months ago the last two shows you were really having a hard time you know getting through the questions you know and I didn't say anything because I just out of so much respect for you I didn't want to butt in you know and say are you having a hard time you know I just didn't know what to do but we just went through the shows and they, they were fine but um, and now it sounds like you still got a little bit going on, but you you're working through it just by changing your diet. Uh, uh, yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm probably still very uh, uh, allergic, but I uh, uh, avoid the worst things. Hmm. <laughs> avoid the worst things. <laughs> so, what are you eating now? Uh, oh, uh, I, I cut out. Basically, all of the vegetables. I'm still trying hmm. oatmeal, though I, I, I like my little oatmeal breakfast. Yeah, very easy. But uh, that's the only vegetable cereal I'm still really? having. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been totally off vegetables for about three months because I'm doing this whole carnivore thing, you know, and uh, I've never felt better. And uh, I don't miss vegetables either. I just I, yeah, I didn't miss them for uh, about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> but you never really, did you ever really get, Doc, getting into the whole heavy meat, uh, heavy animal protein thing? Did you ever do that? Uh, uh, not philosophically, but in practice, that was when I had money to buy uh, tasty food. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you ate, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, because I just read a, an email, and I wanted to read it to you because I think this is important that we talk about this because you know how much respect I have for you and everybody in your work. And there was a fellow uh, that that sent in a um, um, 
a comment on a show that we did with a fellow doctor, by, uh, his name is Ivor Cummins, and he's called uh, The Fat Emperor, and he wrote a book called, uh, um, let's see, something like Eat Rich and Live Long, thousands of studies, and he's really well-researched about the benefits of more fat you know, on the diet and animal foods. So this person emailed in, Doc, and he said, have you, have you bothered listening to a single word while questioning Dr. Pete throughout the past decade? Well, ironically, you have another chance to learn nothing this coming Monday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, so let's, let's talk about that. I mean, even if you had 12 PhDs and the most respected thing in the world, if you were, if you were recommending eating a particular way that didn't work for me, would you still recommend I do that? Oh, oh no, no, that's the first thing that uh, uh, watch, uh, watch, watch and adjust and adapt. Uh, the, the, starting 50, 60 years ago, I, I realized that more people were getting sick from their supplements mm. than were being helped. Mm. And I, I just uh, suggested that they try uh, cutting out the supplements for <laughs> a week or ten days, uh, and it was just amazing. There was a, wow. a, a cure of a hay fever throughout <laughs> the hay fever season in Eugene when people just stopped for vitamin C and other things. Isn't that funny? So this was this would be all kinds of things, even vitamin C or vitamins and minerals, certain uh, isolated minerals, isolated nutrients. Uh, they can all be extremely hard on the digestive system and uh, cause more ir- irritation than ben- benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you, Dr. Uh, Pete, uh, three months of just eating meat and butter and eggs and goat's milk, my gut has never felt better or worked better in my life. It's just crazy. Uh, oh, what's that about? I mean, come on. Uh, oh, what's that about? Uh, you you can see it works with uh, uh, just about any kind of animal. Uh, uh, rabbits are among the uh, few animals that don't tolerate uh, a lot of animal fat, hmm. uh, but they, their digestive systems are just uh, just too, too adjusted to the plant material. Uh, but but uh, everyone is. Uh, uh, benefited in some way if they can uh, uh, totally leave out plant material uh, because uh, the muscle and fat contain uh, almost no uh, uh, of the none of the intrinsic allergens. Right. Plants have to defend themselves (laughs) with putting poison in their tissues but uh, animals can fight back or run uh, to to escape, so they don't need. To <laughs> they, have they can they can run away. Yeah, the the carnivore people talk about these things. I think some of them are oxalates, some are other things. And uh, the, you know, the curious thing about eating a lot of carbs and vegetables, Doctor Pete, and potatoes and stuff, that you end up pooping two or three t- times a day. But it turns out that you're just pooping out all the fiber, and if you don't eat that, you don't have to poop three times a day. Do you know uh, what I mean? Uh, yeah, they, they've known that babies have no trouble uh, making adequate bulk on, on pure milk diet. Hmm. Uh, uh, 
you don't need fiber to make bulk. Uh, the bacteria nor- normally grow to produce about 80% of the bulk of the movement. Hmm. So, uh, so do you think we need uh, fiber at all? I mean, even grains? And uh, oh, uh, yeah, lot, lots of people uh, show benefit from, from uh, adding fiber, hmm. uh, even though the fiber itself is intrinsically irritating. Uh, there have been studies in which it uh, worked like an antibiotic, basically. Hmm. It uh, moved things through the intestine so much faster that the bad bacteria didn't have a chance to grow. It moved things through faster so that wonky bacteria couldn't grow. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, women that... Uh, uh, a fertility clinic, I think it was, uh, who were uh, being given uh, antibiotics uh, to see if they maybe had an ovary infection. Uh, and when they took the antibiotic, uh, they uh, didn't improve their fertility, but it uh, cured their chronic PMS and headache symptoms. Uh, and uh, so they were. Uh, studying of what was happening there uh, and the antibiotic worked the same way a laxative does to uh, keep the uh, uh, bacteria from producing toxic irritants and in a a group of experiments we uh, gave women just uh, raw carrot every day Uh, rather than an antibiotic. Uh, And the same thing happened hormonally. Their uh, uh, PMS-related hormones normalized. Uh, Cortisol, uh, indicating stress, uh, went down to normal uh, just from uh, cleaning up their intestine, uh, uh, getting faster movement. Uh, And uh, the reason for that is that uh, low thyroid uh, makes the intestine move slowly, ah. uh, and that uh, uh, lets the bacteria overgrow, uh, produce toxins, uh, and so anything you can do to uh, get the in- intestine move faster is going to uh, improve your hormone function by uh, not letting the bacteria create the stress uh, leading to the PMS. Interesting. So that's what this, the greater carrot that you like does, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had uh, a carrot every day for about uh, 20 or 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you, do you wear glasses or does it really affect the, I'm just kidding, on the division? Is it vitamin A or something, vision? With carrots? Uh, uh, no, that one's no. Just, just for the fiber effect. Oh, just for the fiber. But is there something to carrots in the vision like it's been talked about, or is that just a uh, fairy uh, well, tale? Uh, yeah, the too much uh, uh, carotene from, from carrot juice, uh, it, it's the main problem uh, because it interferes with your thyroid function and, oh. and progesterone. So if you start getting uh, orange skin on your palms uh, uh, that means you're maybe exposed to 
carrot juice. We used to do that back in the in the in the eighties when we were drinking lots of carrot juice, you know, in the hippie food stores, and we would all have these orange palms, you know, because we thought carrot juice was the best thing ever. It was crazy. Yeah, boy, if you have orange palms, you know you're having too many carrots, right? Uh, yeah, or or maybe just too slow thyroid function. Too thyroid. Oh, see, that could be it. So you you couldn't burn through it. You couldn't. Uh, yeah. 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 I wonder how long this whole thyroid thing has been going on. I mean, with people like you and, and others over the last 20 years, it's come out. Uh, but you, do you suspect that the whole thyroid epidemic, low and, and all the rest, has been going on for a long time? Oh, oh yeah. Bruno Barnes <laughs> uh, did his PhD work and uh, medical doctor work both uh, in the 1930s. Uh, and uh, his surveys... Uh, found that uh, throughout the world, probably about half of the population has always been more or less hypothyroid. Really? Do we know why? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the mineral deficiency of, of uh, uh, iodine is probably the worst thing. Uh, but uh, lots of areas where they eat... Oh, oh, um, I forget what grains are worth, mm-hmm. or barley, I think, was one. Uh, and uh, lots, the, the cabbage area of Eastern Europe uh, uh, had a terrible incidence of goiter uh, and uh, heart disease related to uh, uh, hypothyroidism. And that's, is that, but I thought you don't recommend I. Iodine supplementation, so I'm confused. Uh, nope, nope, never, never iodine, but uh, uh, very often thyroid. Uh, but very often thyroid, uh, uh, pig uh, thyroid uh, or something, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, people who t- take, uh, there have been uh, several dozen studies around the world since iodized salt, uh, and they found that eating even half a milligram uh, of iodine extra per day because of the salt uh, leads to an increase in thyroid cancer. Whoa. So that's why we don't want to do the, the the lady with the umbrella and iodized salt, right? Uh-huh. You don't want to do that one. What what kind of salt do you use? Uh, oh, um, Morton's canning and picking. Oh, the canning and picking, yeah. Yeah, that's what... Uh, Dr. Hal Huggins used to use when we had him on. Remember Dr. Huggins and the mercury mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was his favorite, the pan, kick, pickling and canning salt. Uh-huh. What about those salts like the Redmond from, um, I think it's Utah, and a lot of, a lot of folks uh, um, think that that's really good stuff because of the minerals. You don't think that. You'd rather do the pickling? Uh, uh, pickling with what? You'd, you'd rather do the pickling and canning salt rather than yeah, even yeah. Uh, some of the ones with minerals, oh, correct? Uh, oh, oh, sure, definitely. It's, it's the, the cleanliness of it that is important. And for very uh, low pollution in general, where uh, some of the mined uh, salts are, are on the borderline of toxic with uh, iron, for example. Yeah. If the salt is pink, it has too much iron, uh, and if it's uh, gray, uh, it might just be mud from a, a <laughs> poor, poor refining of, of seawater. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, 
go with that pickling and canning. It's one of the most inexpensive salts on the planet. Really? I mean, it's a box of what? What, a buck and a half for a big box of it? Yeah, it must be close to two pounds. Yeah, two Morton's pickling and canning salt. Go figure. Dr. Ray Pete is with us. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. I'll tell you about his website. Well, I'm really feeling much better because... And I should have said something, but I didn't want to assume, you know, that you had something going on with your brain. Because, you know what I'm seeing when you couldn't speak very well over the last couple months? And so I'm just so pleased that you figured out what it is, which was the, the vegetable thing in your throat and not anything with your brain. Your brain's I, fine. Your brain's fine, right? Uh, apparently. Because <laughs> I thought we were going to lose you there for a minute, sir. And I said, wow, this is not good. Apparently, fine brain. Uh, let us do a quick break and then we're going to take some emails. Okay, Doc? Mm-hmm. Stay right there. Dr. Ray Pete, Patrick Timpone, Ray, uh, OneRadioNetwork.com. See, I should have said something, but I didn't want to say anything because, you know, it's like, here's this guy. He's, he knows everything about this stuff, a lot of stuff. And I, what do I know? I can say anything. Oh, well, we just live and learn, huh? Hopefully. Now, this is a, a product that's on sale right now. Restore 20 is the promo code 20%. The first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is Pine Pollen Pure Potency, or P4. This is Cirque Rival's flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of survival supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times. And that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we want to do is amplify that sine wave. We don't want to start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we want to take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle. And that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen, pure potency. And this is a promo code one radio. It's going to get you a 20%. The biggest, hello, the biggest sale of the year. It's really a beautiful thing. The biggest sale of the year, OneRadioNetwork.com, and uh, click on the survival link and juice it up there and get yourself um, some pine pollen on sale. Uh, it's a great product. We think you'll you'll really like it. It's a food, so you know you won't be won't you won't be uh, you know doing anything weird with your body. It's just a food from trees, things like that. Have you tried our sulfur? You might you might say wow if you try your our sulfur. The, my friend was down in Los Angeles uh, recently, and he brought up some pure sulfur 
we just ordered some from you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I was just looking at it and I was like, wow, you know, this stuff really is totally different. So I just I put a tablespoon in my mouth and mm. just chugged it with water and wow. Yeah, thanks. A lot of people get that wow thing. I felt something first time I took it about three years ago, and we've been promoting this pure organic sulfur ever since. Two-pound orders, three different prices, United States, Canada, worldwide. I'm embarrassing how old that commercial is, three years. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I do what I can. But it, it it's a great product, and you can uh, join the crowd, and people order, order it over and over and over again, and... Uh, because they really like it. That's why they do that. So it's on our website. And if you want more than four pounds, email me, patrick1radionetwork.com. The EMF protection device that you see on your screen and also on uh, audio, you can go to our One Radio Network uh, website and look at the EMF protection device. It's called Blue Shield. This thing really works. I've got one up here in the studio. I have one in... Um, and downstairs, it goes out 90 yards. It's a little cube. It now it 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 deals with the cells in the body. It just helps the cells to somehow magically deal with electromagnetic fields in a very in a better way. It doesn't block it. It's not trying to block anything. But uh, they figured it out because they know how these things affect the cells in the body. So this Australian company figured it out about 20 years ago. They've uh, worked with them with animals chickens and cows they uh, reduce mortality increase the milk, milk supply egg supply so the placebo effect is there because not a lot of cows listen to the show so it works they, they've proven it with peer-reviewed study well not peer-reviewed but they've done studies so i just threw that word in there because i get used to saying it check it out the emf protection device use promo code one radio promo code one radio on the front page of one radio network.com and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up whoops that didn't work I think this will work this will work broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas this is one radio network.com we're talking with Dr. Ray Pete and uh, he is a PhD and it's uh, raypeat.com and you can get his newsletter and we'll tell you about that I think it's Ray Pete's newsletter, right, Doc? Uh, plural at gmail.com. Uh, right. Ray Pete newsletter. It's possessive without the Possess- apostrophe. Without the apostrophe, yeah. So you were in Mexico for a while, and I do they do plenty of beans and stuff down there. In general, do you think beans are okay for some of us to eat, or most of us, or what do you think? Oh, the way they're traditionally fixed. Uh, the black beans, which uh, take about two days or more to cook, wow! Uh, they, they're fine uh, people to digest them uh, easily, and they're nutritious. But uh, if you eat them uh, out of a, a quick quick food restaurant or out of a can, uh, they're likely to be more toxic than beneficial. So, what if we just buy black beans organic at the store? Um, can we can we fix those up so they're relatively good for us? Uh, uh, yeah, you have to soak them and prepare them for uh, uh, almost two days. Really, two days. Could quickly tell us how to do that in case somebody people like beans and want to do it. How do you do it? Uh, 
I, I've never done it myself, Hi. but I've seen, seen it in practice and then tasted the results. Uh, and uh, they serve them in a, on a plate, just one bean deep, uh, uh, surrounded by their juice. Uh, they're very delicate and... Uh, really digestible, huh? Really yeah, digestible. Yeah. Wow. So you're soaking and sprouting and do all. I'm sure people can find it on YouTube and how to traditionally prepare beans, right? I'm sure they're up there somewhere. There must uh, be some videos. Uh, yeah, yeah. the soaking, the, the, the black beans take much longer to soak than normal beans. Mm -hmm. And then you talk to us about the nixtamalization of corn, which is a whole process that they go through oftentimes in Central America that can literally make corn a really good food. And otherwise, it's not so good? Uh, yeah, and some of the stuff made in the factory, they're uh, speeding it up too much. Uh, and if you uh, squash uh, one of the uh, of pieces of hominy open uh, uh, after they uh, supposedly have cooked it, uh, you can find opaque white starch inside. Uh, and so that means that your uh, end product, like your tortillas, uh, are just never quite going to taste right or, or have the proper nutrition. Wow. Uh, it, it, it depends on the uh, size of the kernel, so uh, you can't do it by rote. You have to uh, check each piece of uh, <laughs> cooked corn to make sure it's uh, translucent all the wow. way through. Well, how did we get to the point we have to be so careful about? I guess we lost all the traditional kind of practices over the years of preparing uh, uh, yeah, food, huh? Uh, yeah, the, the Chinese, for example, and other Asian cultures uh, knew about the process probably as long as, uh, as 20 or 30,000 years ago. Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, the... Um, a lot of the carnivore people we've been talking about, I think I sent you a few videos, and the fat people are arguing, uh, they say that you can prove that really the brain wants to do fat and not sugar. Do you agree with that? Oh, oh no, it depends on the person. Does it? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the some people are sugar heads, some people are fat heads? Uh, yeah, the good thing about sugar, uh, fat is that uh, uh, in a famine, a little bit goes a long way, uh -huh. uh, and uh, so it, it's uh, d designed into us uh, that, that it should taste good uh, because it's a survival food. But when you have fruit every day, for example, uh, you can uh, store just as much fat as you need, uh, but your energy level stays a lot higher so you burn your energy every day. Uh, the fat person uh, tends to burn less than all their fat. So this is, um, then what happens if you add fruit to your meat and your fat? Uh, that uh, complete, completes the diet, makes it more nutritious. Huh. Uh, but it, uh, uh, ideally it can uh, help to prevent obesity. Uh, because it uh, satisfies uh, your appetite in a way that uh, uh, doesn't necessarily happen with uh, just fat and meat. The, the meat, uh, too much meat, uh, keep, keeps your uh, 
metabolism in turmoil and uh, keeps it turned on so you tend to eat too much. Really? You know, I found the opposite, Doc, that I, I'm just never hungry doing this diet. I'm just not hungry. And then I only eat when I get hungry, which is only a couple times a day. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's the uh, uh, famous weight loss uh, diet where, I where you, you eat all the fat and meat that you want. Yeah, yeah. I haven't lost any weight. We'll see. Um, here is, oh, uh, yeah, here's, oh, somebody sent it, Adam Bergstrom, who's on our show. He said, the medical name for death by celery is celery-dependent exercise-induced anaphylaxis, A-N-A-P-H-Y-L-A-X-I-S. Every year, year, celery kills hundreds of sensitive people who don't sit down immediately after eating it. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, sugar is recognized as a, an antidote, uh, either adrenaline or sugar. Uh, they both uh, lower the shock uh, symptoms and get your metabolism running again uh, if you're having a, a, an anaphylactic reaction. What is anaphylactic? What, what, is that what you had with the celery? Uh, um, it's very, very similar, but uh, my, mine was just uh, very intense uh, allergies. Uh, my, my blood pressure was... Uh, affected at the extreme, mm-hmm. but uh, the worst thing with anaphylaxis is your uh, blood sugar goes up and down. Ah. You, you go into shock and uh, uh, stop producing energy, and so getting your energy turned on again is is what uh, handles the allergic anaphylaxis. Mm-hmm. A listener called in before this show was wondering about aspirin, if I'd ask you again. I told him that I thought you 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 were okay with aspirin, but I will ask you again because he wanted me to. Uh, some people say it causes leaky gut or harms the stomach, and you? I, I was reading some uh, Life Extension articles yesterday, hmm. and I found one which uh, aspirin had the most extreme effects on life extension of really? any, any of the substances that they tested. Do you think that's true? Uh, yeah, the, this article uh, seemed to be done by very competent people. Really? Have you seen any evidence that aspirin really does do the whole bleeding thing? Or can, can puncture and um, leaky uh, gut oh, and the rest of it? Uh, oh, some of that is definite. A misinterpretation uh, to sell Tylenol, uh, and Tylenol does affect uh, many systems harmfully. Hmm. Uh, but to increase their sales, uh, they said bad things about aspirin, including uh, that it is a very dangerous <laughs> uh, cause of uh, bleeding. And when you look at old people. Uh, who have been very sick for a long time and finally go to the hospital, uh, the chances are they've been taking aspirin for whatever bothered them for years and years uh, before they went to the hospital. Uh, and when you're under stress uh, uh, enough to uh, send you to the hospital, 
just that prolonged stress. Uh, it, it takes 12 hours of, of uh, very intense stress to cause a very serious bowel bleeding. So uh, any sick, stressed person who goes to the mm. hospital is going to be uh, inclined to have a, a bleeding problem and are just by chance more likely to be uh, taking aspirin than people who, don't, oh. who didn't feel sick. But Dr. Pete, isn't that the case with most anything that if we don't take into consideration the state of consciousness and the, the other worry or relaxed feelings and all of these things going on with all of us, how it affects what we eat and take? I mean, it's got to, right? Uh, uh, yeah, everything has multiple meanings yeah. that you <laughs> have to check out. <laughs> God, no wonder, you know, we're all bonkers with trying to figure out what to eat. But so, um, when you, since we are different, can we be different in such a way that some people could do do really well like on a vegan diet and another person would just almost die? Is that possible? Uh, uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> when you look at a very ideally done fat diet uh, and a well-done carbohydrate diet, uh, you can make each of them uh, very safe hmm. and life-extending. By just the amount and the combinations? Yeah, the combinations in particular. Hmm. Combinations, wow. So is there any benefit to having like a low fasting blood sugar and a low A1C over and just not having the the um, the blood sugar jumping up around when you're on a more animal-based diet and fat? Uh, oh, that, that's a, a good basic condition to have uh, uh, moderate to low uh, uh, blood glucose just because you're not uh, surging through uh, stress mm -hmm. episodes. Uh, the uh, uh, adrenals and pituitary uh, are constantly uh, signaling the pancreas to adjust your blood sugar uh, and that affects your nervous system. Everything, right. So it's a, it's a beneficial thing to have more stable blood sugar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, here's uh, Luke in Germany. Uh, we'll get to some questions. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Thank you for having for Dr. Pete on. Um, how much does total phosphorus intake matter if the diet has a good calcium-phosphorus ratio? Is a low-phosphorus diet preferable to a normal-phosphorus diet? if the calcium-phosphorus ratio is exactly the same in both cases? I, I think within a very, very broad range, it's the ratio that matters. It's what, sir, that matters? Uh, the, the ratio that matters. The ratio. Mm -hmm. The ratio. And that would be, um, how do you, is that done through hair, hair analysis? Uh, oh, oh uh, no, just looking at the food you eat. I see. And can you give us a general idea what that ratio is? Oh, uh, uh, close to uh, one to one, if possible. One but to uh, one. It's okay to be a uh, three to one. Uh, it's still safe. 
uh, ratios. And the three being which one, calcium or? Uh, uh, phosphate. Uh, it's uh, very safe to have high calcium uh, and uh, not too dangerous to have uh, a slight uh, uh, elevation of the phosphate. But a chronic uh, six or seven to one ratio, for example, is going to cause some serious problems. And which which mineral is the six when it's a problem? The phosphorus? Uh, uh, yeah, when you have uh, uh, five or six or seven times as much phosphate as, as calcium, mm-hmm. uh, even your uh, risk for things like lung cancer mm. are increased. Wow. And the high phosphorus foods are meats, right? Uh, meats uh, and uh, grains. Meat and grains. So if you're eating meat, maybe adding, make sure you can do some some, some goat's milk or cow's milk, right? Get your calcium. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that good? And that, that's your favorite way to get calcium, isn't it, if I understand talking to you? Uh, milk? Is it what? Your favorite way to do... Oh, oh cal- yeah, yeah, because it's uh, chemicals that uh, control stress uh, mm. make you use your uh, calcium and magnesium uh, most effectively uh, and uh, uh, generally goes with things like uh, n- not uh, having a mental decline in old age. Mm-hmm. So I found this one came in this morning. Let's go to it here because this ties right in. Dear Patrick, a question for Dr. Pete. As our dairy cows are mostly pregnant, Please ask Dr. Pete about the hormones in milk and how they might affect us. Huh? It, it really depends on who's managing the dairies. Uh, they don't always have to be pregnant. Oh, I see. This this sounds like this is just an individual. So there's a way to not have them always be pregnant. And that's better? Mm-hmm. Because then the pregnant, when they're pregnant, the the hormones can affect us uh, negatively? Well, I, I think it's more stressful to the cow. <laughs> yeah, well. who, who should be producing huge amounts of milk while trying to make a calf. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, is there any issues with just drinking raw goat's milk or raw cow's milk or, or any kind of cow's milk with the hormones in general? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, they should be avoided. Right, but I mean, if we're getting like raw goat's milk or even organic cow's milk, should we oh. even be thinking about if they got hormones we don't want or not? No, no. normally they're uh, such very small amounts. I see. It doesn't bother anyone. I see, okay. This is Anna, Dr. Pete, for you. Is it possible to grow back joints that have been damaged by osteoarthritis? By hospital, by osteoarthritis, to have your joints kind of come back in the in the form, the joints. Like, uh, they want to know if it's possible to rebuild the joints. Uh, well, I, I, I've seen joints that were effectively rebuilt literally, literally overnight. Hmm. Uh, uh, 
I, I think I told the story about my plumber before who yeah. uh, said he was about to retire because the cartilage was so destroyed <laughs> uh, and his knee was stiff. Uh, getting up a three-step uh, uh, porch uh, was very, very uh, painful to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he rubbed a whole bottle of progesterone <laughs> uh, ankle to thigh uh, on that leg uh, uh, and just took a rest break from his uh, plumbing work. Uh, and uh, just after that, uh, 40 minutes or so, uh, his walking was more uh, uh, comfortable and fluid. Uh, and the next morning, he came said he had to show off his leg and he ran up and down the stairs just in one night and his wife had been a violist he said that was the first time in years that either of them had slept through the whole night without needing aspirin is that right so Uh, go ahead despite that he never got another bottle, never used it again, uh, and I saw him, oh, ten years anyway later, still working full-time, uh, uh, even though his knee was supposedly uh, finished. Finished. Uh, uh, previously, but uh, he had totally forgotten that he ever had arthritis. My goodness. So that would be an argument for a lot of people that believe, and I'm just, you know, Give me some leeway here, but that believe that something's going on with their shoulder or knees, or you know their joints are gone. That people say, "Oh, you're you know bone on bone or whatever." It could be a hormone issue that they don't know. Oh, oh sure, uh, low thyroid, uh, high estrogen hmm. uh, are, are the worst things. Uh, I've known several women who uh, who were absolutely sure that uh, if they took less. Uh, menopause estrogen treatment mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they would uh, have even worse uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis uh, but since they were totally disabled I finally convinced them to, <laughs> to try it uh, and in a week their <laughs> symptoms were gone uh, the, the red inflammation the joint uh, simply uh, faded away just by cutting out the estrogen extra mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. wow so that's why you've been a fan of this product that you helped develop called Progestease take a little bit hit a little dab of that two three times a week or whatever you think mm-hmm. it's beneficial for us for yeah. most of us yeah I do that I don't know what I'm doing but I like it um, <clears throat> so we have a fellow here or a lady, Dr. Pete. Uh, her name is Amy, and she's got an 87-year-old mom who has recently been experiencing hearing loss in one ear and dizziness when standing. The doctor said it was fluid in her ear and diagnosed her with Meniere's disease. The treatment is diuretics and low-salt diet, which she already eats. Do you know what could cause Meniere's disease, and would you recommend she does this treatment? It depends on the type of, of diuretic. Uh, um, you, you can achieve the same thing uh, by addressing the hormones. 
progesterone, for example, is a diuretic that, that can relieve Meniere's disease very quickly. So progesterone is a diuretic. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wonder how she could tell if mom's getting the right kind of diuretic. How, would, how could she do that? Uh, it really requires, when a person is that age, uh, they should find someone who will really study it with them because yeah. it can make a big difference in their uh, general function. Yeah, pretty tricky. Dr. Ray Pete is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Got a good show for you tomorrow. We're going to be talking with a regenerative farmer. And uh, who else are we going to do? Oh, that, I'll, I'll look at the schedule. Um, <clears throat> in general, Dr. Pete, do you think it's worth the time, effort, and reasonable and beneficial to do these uh blood test every now and then and look and see what's going on. It's uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, I like I've, the way you say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I've never had it done myself. Wow. Uh, I, I can tell uh, uh, for, for my uh, symptoms mm-hmm. and functions uh, that everything is within uh, a workable range. Hmm. You can You can feel it. You know, right, if something's out of whack with your body. That's pretty fun, isn't it? Good for you. Uh, what was that? I said, that's pretty fun. Good for you. Just don't eat any more celery. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll be fine. How does Dr. Pete feel about avocado and avocado oil? Oh, I, I don't see any reason at all for avocado oil, but for... Uh, 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 ripe uh, avocados uh, they're, they're one of the pleasantest uh, foods I can think of yeah really good right I mean the best fat ever isn't it if you're going to eat something other than vegetable than animal fat uh, uh, yeah the amount the, uh, of fat in the flesh is uh uh, harmless if you only uh, eat an occasional uh, 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 serving uh, of the uh, uh, avocado, but uh, it's possible you could uh, eat like a quart and a half a day uh, and have an, uh, uh, an imbalance of your fats. Uh, what balance, sir? Uh, uh, the, the fat balance uh, could... Uh, go out of a healthy range and oh if you really if you really overdid the avocado thing uh, uh, yeah yeah but uh, a couple of avocados a day I think they're safe wow wow and eggs you like eggs you're a fan of eggs Uh, oh sure yeah they're pretty good food aren't they pretty good Uh, yeah yeah uh, uh, as long as you uh, have a a backup so you uh, don't don't uh, Got either too much protein or, or not enough. Uh, the uh, powerful effects they have on your uh, insulin secretion uh, can disturb your blood sugar. So uh, uh, I, I try to avoid having a dinner of scrambled eggs at bedtime. 
uh, unless I have a lot of ice cream <laughs> at the same time. Okay. So, wow, that's great. You know, scrambled eggs and ice cream. Doesn't get much better than that. So what does the ice cream do? Uh, it keeps your blood sugar up. So when you have eggs at night, it, it, what does it do? It dampens your blood sugar. Uh, it uh, lowers it. It tends to hold it down all night. You know, that's so funny you mention that because I've tried eggs at night that some friends of mine recommend and I, did, I never did well with them too much and I do better with them like in the morning. But, you know, so it was just you think lowering my blood sugar too much and it wake, it wake you up or something. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, many people <laughs> have told me the same, yeah. same effect. What's you know, going on in an egg that lowers your blood sugar? Uh, uh, what is it? What's going on with eggs oh, that lowers uh, the blood sugar? Uh, the, the, the such high-quality amino acids are, are powerful stimulants huh. uh, to your pancreas, uh, and the insulin uh, lowers, uh, gets the uh, free amino acids uh, turned either into energy or fat storage or uh, build, building muscle. Uh, and, and so the amino acids quickly go away, uh, uh, which can leave you uh, short uh, on uh, glucose. Uh, fascinating. We put a video on our front page, and I'm trying to find the fellow, fellow's name, and I really kind of liked him. And he was, he's got like two million, <laughs> he got like two million uh, visitors, you know, on his website. And uh, not that that means he knows what he's talking about, but a lot of people like him. And this this video was all about the egg, you know, and he had all these graphs, doc, and um, uh, his name is Eckberg. Uh, oh. Do you know him? Uh, yeah, I've seen this. Stan Eckberg, yeah. And he has all these graphs about the egg and, and all these different foods, and he was saying there that these eggs have some kind of protein that in some senses are even more usable than meat. Uh, yeah, it's considered the highest quality protein wow. uh, of all. Uh, but uh, in fact, potato protein uh, slightly exceeds uh, egg protein for uh, quality. I'm sorry, what protein does? Uh, uh, potato Potato protein. protein does, yeah. We have people that say that. Is, potato protein is actually even better than egg protein? Uh, uh, technically, in that sense of is that right? uh, uh, bi biological uh, sufficiency. Wow, wow, wow. Do you think that um, uh, if you hard cook them, or what we call hard boiled or hard cooked, or cook them too much, that it it um, is a detrimental to the to the nutrients in the egg? That's slightly, uh, uh, yes, but not a lot. The uh, too too much oxidation mm -hmm. uh, makes it taste uh, um, worse and worse. The yeah. uh, more over oxidized it is. Yeah. I saw a video of uh, Dr. Peter of a fellow that said, this is the way to do uh, omelets, right? So the, rather than mix them up like I was taught to do, you know, like chefs do, and then do them in a pan, he said, just put them in the pan, two or three, and slowly kind of turn them around so you're not really, you know, you're not really kind of you're breaking them up a lot. And boy, those scrambled eggs taste good. Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, uh, yeah, and they have functions that uh, the other eggs don't. It isn't just the nutrients, but uh, the slightly undercooked egg has mm. 
antiviral and antibacterial okay. actions. That's cool. But they taste great too. I'm gonna. I got a whole new way of making scrambled eggs that I do my whole life. It's kind of fun. Here's a good one for you. Um, does Dr. Pete consider clarified butter or ghee in the same category as butter as far as part of his diet? Um, and then he has another question. So do you think it's the same? I, I think it's the same nutritionally, but I, I never eat it myself. Yeah, you just do the butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it tastes better than ghee, right? Mm-hmm. more fun. Does Dr. P prefer wheat bran or oat bran for his morning cereal? Uh, uh, that's what I've been uh, eating in recent months, uh, uh, just partly because of the taste of it. Uh, but uh, uh, there are differences between uh, wheat and oats and, and other brands. Uh, the uh, cellulose of wheat bran is considered the safest of all brands, hmm. but just in case you happen to uh, be allergic to wheat, uh, oats is a good alternative. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember cream of wheat we used to eat when we were kids? Cream of oh, wheat, sure. <laughs> and we used to put butter and olive oil at my house. We were Italian. Do you think that? I mean. That didn't kill us. I mean, it had to be fairly good. We had it quite often. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pulanda. Yeah. Uh, the, the, um, the same with cornmeal. Uh, it was one of my favorite mushers. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun, aren't they? Boy, especially in the winter in St. Louis, before you go to school and you have some old cream of wheat with butter, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Olive oil. I guess the fat kind of carried us on, on to school or something. <laughs> I don't know. Could you please ask Dr. Pete, blood glucose level that stays the same all day upon waking up before the meal, 30, 60, 90, 120 minutes after the meal and bedtime, unless it drops into hypoglycemia. What can that be about? So this person, let's see, let's go through this. They're kind of keep, their blood sugar kind of stays the same all day uh, before a meal and even after a meal at bedtime unless it drops into hypoglycemia. So what can you suggest he might be going on if the blood sugar is not raising after a meal? Uh, um, Different things could could cause that. It's probably uh, no problem, just maybe the way they uh, uh, cook their food. The way they cook their food. uh, Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, uh, yeah, if you uh, uh, cook everything uh, so that it's ideally palatable and, and well-cooked, hmm. uh, you extract uh, quite a bit more sugar uh, and starch from it uh, than you uh, would with uh, uh, the way uh, stylish people tend to undercook their foods. I see. Ah, ah. Stylish people, yeah. So what's your favorite way to cook a potato you think that works best for you? Uh, yeah, what's most suggestible for yourself. Yeah, so would it, have you found um, any particular way that works for you the best? What's most digestible? Uh, I, I like uh, well-boiled potatoes that ah. are just falling apart. Uh, so they 
a kind of spontaneously mash up with butter. Yeah, like these little red potatoes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Kind of fun. If, here's an email. If you, and plus, of course, butter, right? I mean, isn't that just like necessary with potatoes? Uh, for, for taste, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. If you take t- a thyroid T4 plus T3 and it brings down your temperature, how can you tell if it is the dose is, let's see, how can you tell if it is the dose is too high making you more hypothyroid or it is knocking down stress hormones? Well, let's see, if it's bringing your temperature down, isn't that good? No? Uh, No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm confused. If you're under heavy stress, yeah. Uh, yeah, the thyroid lowers your stress. Uh, but you, you have to measure it every day uh, for days and days in a row to see what's happening. Yeah, so I, I was I was totally opposite. You want to keep your temperature up, right, in general? In, in general, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially in the morning. That's when we can tell if our thyroid is happy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the Berta Barnes is, what, about 98? Wants to be in the morning? Yeah, yeah, close to that. Yeah, yeah. And that'll, that'll give you an idea of if Mr. Thyroid is, is working well, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hey, Dr. Pete, are there any commonly sold materials that you think people, oh, should stop buying because they're especially damaging to the environment? For example, right now, I was planning to put down a new vinyl floor, but I was reading online that vinyl is extremely bad for the environment, so I'm not sure if it should be hardwood. you have any? Uh, what was the substance? Um, the substance says that he's thinking about doing vinyl, but thinking it's bad for the environment. He's asking you if, if you have any ideas on some materials that would be not good for the environment. Uh, uh, the uh, CO2 from, from what source are they considering? Well, I'm, I don't think it's CO2. I think it's just things like vinyl or others, plastics. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh sure, plastics. Uh, uh, sure. The more you do to upset the environment, uh, the worse that things get. Sure, sure. Which is why we take little cloth things to the store rather than have them put in plastic, right? No sense, no sense piling on if you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Ray Pete, is the cause for varicose veins in men the same as in women? Or is there a slight difference that would Dr. Pete recommend in re- to reverse and remove the appearance of varicose veins that are bulging all over the surface of both eggs, legs of a man in his 20s? Wow, we have a fellow in his 20s, lots of bulging l- varicose veins. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, in both men and women, uh, hypothyroidism has a big role, uh, but uh, the differences uh, are uh, uh, the, the uh, cortisol excess is uh, uh, more likely in men, uh, estrogen excess more likely in women uh, to contribute to it. Mm-hmm. And what increases cortisol to levels we don't want? Just about 
everything had to do <laughs> uh, living on living on earth right doc uh, yeah and uh, an extreme ketogenic diet uh, makes you run constantly at a high cortisol level huh. uh, so there are uh, lots of habitual things that can uh, uh, spend your uh, tissue reserves faster than Hmm. Uh, normally, so that you uh, age faster. And what, yeah, what would what would be symptoms of your cortisol too high? Uh, thinning uh, of your skin. Hmm. Uh, so the, the famous one is uh, the white of your eye has a bluish uh, appearance. Oh, uh, when you're not getting enough protein, for example, uh, or have uh, too high uh, cortisol. Uh, you have that uh, blue sclera uh, e- effect. Uh, but uh, uh, all of the uh, events of menopause uh, are basically uh, identical to the uh, signs of, uh, of uh, excess cortisol. Oh, so when ladies go through menopause, they, they present signs that would be similar to excess cortisol. Uh, yeah, oh. if you enumerate them, uh, uh, someone who is uh, diagnosed with uh, menopause uh, will recognize them in Cushing's syndrome. Uh, and with Cushing's syndrome, they can say, oh, that, uh, that's just um, menopause. Hmm. Uh, it includes facial hair, uh, loss of head hair, hmm. uh, uh, gain of weight and blood pressure and instability of blood sugar, food cravings. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, b- b- breaking blood vessels and uh, weak skin, My skin that appears uh, uh, too too fragile, uh, 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 constipation, uh, diarrhea, sometimes uh, every, everything uh, uh, getting destabilized. Uh, it's identical in both menopause and uh, and uh, Cushing syndrome. Interesting. Dr. Ray Pete Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. Um, this is from Pierre. Pierre, I'm not sure where he lives. He doesn't say. Dr. Pete, from time to time, there will be a little small purple splotch, splotch on my forearm. Sometimes the size of a dime stays for maybe a week and then fades away. What could be causing this? I, for a couple of years, was having that frequently. Were you? Uh, and I, I think it's uh, uh, one of the early uh, signs of developing uh, intestinal uh, allergies. Allergies? Uh, it, it increases your cortisol uh, and estrogen generally, uh, uh, destabilizing capillaries. Uh, but uh, along with that goes uh, uh, autoimmune uh, type of uh, mm. uh, inflammatory cyst- symptoms that make you uh, break your blood vessels. So he, he may be eating something that he's allergic to, or could be have some gut issues, leaky, and so on that he's allergic to. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the wrong flora growing in your intestine. The wrong flora. You mean the wrong foods? Uh, uh, yeah, huh. the wrong foods support the wrong bacteria. Uh, I see. Okay. Um, how does Dr. Pete recommend people test their vitamin A levels, and what does he consider the ideal healthy range to be? 
vitamin A? I've seen and tested in quite a few people, and the things that are regulated are thyroid function, mm-hmm. progesterone function, and vitamin B12 intake. Uh, so, so you can't look only at uh, uh, vitamin A. You have to uh, see how things are functioning. Mm-hmm. It it tends to take care of itself if you're eating a mixed diet uh, because the, the carotene is in all of the uh, yellow and orange plant foods, and you can turn that to vitamin A if your hormones are okay. Okay. Robert wants to know what would be the best strategies to lower high cortisol. High cortisol. Did we cover that or not? Uh, uh, yeah. Everything that is uh, pleasant uh, reduces your stress feeling. Everything that isn't pleasant will reduce cortisol, right? Or, right. or will raise cortisol. Right. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Keeping keep your uh, meal frequency uh, uh, up is, is very helpful. Uh, smaller meals several times a day. Mm-hmm. This is from Sylvia. I often have eye bags and I just don't know why I don't like them. <laughs> what does Dr. P think the main cause for bags under the eyes? Good question. Uh, stress. Stress. Uh, and uh, high cortisol and high estrogen. Uh, are associated with them, uh, but uh, uh, generally it's a, a sign of uh, uh, stress or uh, uh, elevated uh, adrenal mm-hmm. uh, problems. Adrenal, get the adrenal up, right? The adrenals are get a little hot, and living. Just living here in a body will do the adrenals. What else affects the adrenals negatively? Uh, eating allergenic foods really is, hmm. uh, turns out to be uh, like bread. Tur- turns out to be enough to give a lot of people hmm. uh, puffy under the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about um, ca- caffeine, coffee? Is that adrenal? Uh, about what was the coffee? Uh, does that affect the adrenals? Coffee? Uh, oh, uh, it, it can disturb them if you. Uh, many people drink it uh, uh, without food uh, and using it as a speed stimulant. Uh, uh, but if you uh, use it with food, it improves your efficiency of energy production. Wow. So it, it can either make things much worse or, or improve. Or much better. <laughs> yeah. So that's why people, ah, so people that want to skip breakfast and they just have coffee, that's not the best choice. Uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, on an empty stomach. Not good. Uh, coffee really um, uh, raises your cortisol and uh, damages uh, tissues. Interesting. So, if you're going to have bacon and eggs and have some coffee, right? Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that was easy. I take coffee with my bacon and eggs. 
Sherry wants to know, my body doesn't produce enough potassium. Other than food or supplements, is there any way to produce more potassium in the body? Potassium. Uh, body shouldn't produce calcium, but... Pa- potassium, uh, Doc, uh, potassium. Potassium? Uh, 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 potassium. Yeah, potassium. Uh, uh, yeah, it uh, should be able to get enough potassium from just about any food you eat. <laughs> There's almost never a, a potassium deficiency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Patricia says, I believe some women after menopause and taking injections of testosterone, some of them say they feel better and sleeping better. What does Dr. Ray Pete think? I'm a 76-year-old lady. A little testosterone? Oh, it makes just about everyone uh, feel better, uh, but in a woman is going to, uh, for sure, uh, increase facial hair. Right. Uh, and in a man, uh, very often at that age, his estrogen is already uh, higher than a woman's, uh, and so uh, it's very uh, doubtful uh, that it is helping the average a man in his 70s. Yeah. But uh, will almost always make a, a woman of that age feel a lot better. Oh, it will feel a lot better. And, and, and I, would, I would argue, too, that a testosterone from a food like we promote pine pollen is real different than taking injections or BBs and all of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've known people that took these BBs and injections and they feel great for 30 days and then they feel terrible. It's, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they say, well, I don't know. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. You know. So, two questions. Would What would be the cause of high triglycerides despite following a low-fat diet and what would be the best, best way to reduce them? So, hmm. Does a low-fat diet reduce triglycerides? Uh, uh, too, too much starch. Uh, can cause uh, elevated triglycerides. Starch, potatoes. Uh, uh, Yeah, Mm. Uh, but stress does too. Uh, And high triglycerides are are seldom anything to worry about uh, because uh, usually it's just a person is feeling stressed uh, and so they're eating some extra starch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ah, cut back on your starch immediately the triglycerides will come down isn't it isn't it pretty uh, prolific that stress or needing comfort then we go to the pasta or the potato uh, uh, to the which or the potato in other words folks get stressed or nervous or just yeah, not yeah. feeling well right they go right for the pota- potato or the pasta right are the bread. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. A potato is a good choice because it's almost a complete food. Ah, <laughs> and that can that can help straighten you out a little bit if you're all stressed out, can't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good old potatoes. Years ago, we interviewed a lady. She wrote a book, Doctor Pete, called "Potatoes, Not Prozac." I always remember that, and that's what she she said. That, but so potatoes will help put you to sleep. Oh, yeah, uh, a guy called me years ago. Uh, his sister uh, uh, had heard about using potato juice. Right. And he hadn't slept 
<laughs> she said for about three months, and he was basically feeble-minded from the exhaustion of not sleeping. Isn't that And so he couldn't understand the idea of making juice out of making potato soup out of just the juice. In other words, throwing away the the starchy part. But finally, <laughs> uh, she got him a, a big bowl of potato soup, uh, and he went to sleep right in place, uh, ate half, <laughs> half a bowl of soup, uh, and had his first night's sleep right, Isn't right that there funny. beside the soup. So how was he making juice? I mean, not raw. You wouldn't do it raw, would you? Raw potatoes? Uh, it's a huge centrifugal oh. uh, carrot, carrot juicer. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sad. Didn't they, at some point, people were doing like raw potato juice in Europe for cancer or something? Is that, did I dream that? Or would, were, they, were they doing I don't, that? I don't think it has, no. has to be raw. Oh. <laughs> it works okay if it's thoroughly cooked. Yeah. But I know what you're saying about potatoes because if I would eat a potato and, you know, and at night, you know, Dr. Pete, like six or seven, in an hour or so, I was worthless. You know, I couldn't do anything, and I wanted to work on my screenplays that I write. Mm-hmm. So with the meat, I don't, I don't do that. I don't go to sleep. I can just keep writing until midnight. So that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's just sense is a, a well-balanced, <laughs> a complete food. <laughs> huh. Interesting. What if I would do potatoes and the meat at the same time? I wonder if that would work. Uh, at the same time as what? Yeah, in other words, do a potato and also do uh, heavy protein, too. Uh, oh, that's fine. <laughs> there's, there's standard meat and potatoes. Yeah. That's, that's why it works, because it's a combination that kind of goes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I never did that. I always did the potato alone. That's why it probably didn't work for me. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, what are the dangers of elevated iron levels in the body that causes and causes of elevated iron and how to reduce them, elevated iron. <laughs> Eating too much iron really is, is the only problem. Uh, eating too many iron-rich foods, right? Uh, yeah. And I think what are some of the high, I know like blackstrap molasses, that's a high food, right? Iron food? Oh, oh yeah, and it's... Uh, Got, got a lot of anti-nutrients of different kinds, kind, kind of risky stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Pete, you've talked about your abilities to affect electrical devices and even cloud chambers. My Mac speakers are, are broken and distort everyone's voice, making them totally undecipherable, but your voice comes through clear as a bell. Any explanation? Well, what do you think? Uh, uh, for uh, affecting the voice coming yeah, like he said, he said you've talked about abilities to affect electrical devices and even cloud chambers. I don't mm-hmm. know what a cloud chamber is. Uh, uh, yeah, a, a friend hmm. took me through the exploratorium in San Francisco, and uh, after hours, turned on the cloud machine <laughs> to sh- show me how it works. Right, uh, and uh, as it started uh, clouding up. I moved closer to it, and uh, a cylinder 
uh, it was a glass cabinet uh, and a cylinder uh, the, parallel to my body opened up in the cloudiness inside the chamber as exactly corresponding to my movement towards the chamber. And then uh, when I backed away from it, uh, it, it collapsed the, the, the clouded area. Uh, so my, my uh, uh, the uh, 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 some some field uh, uh, coming out of my body was uh, pre- preventing the cloud particles from forming, uh, and uh, it was the same shape of a field extending about a, a, a foot and a half, uh, roughly beyond my skin. Hmm. That. that uh, I saw in uh, working with lab equipment, uh, 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 many people have a, a, a field like that. Uh, sometimes it's uh, uh, as much as a yard away from your body. Yes, sir. Uh, sometimes only two or three inches. Yeah. But it's like an attachment to your body. Yeah. Some people call it maybe an aura, an aura maybe. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. And it's an electrical field that we emanate. I think, I, I believe it's because of our state of consciousness. Right. Uh, uh, right. right. Uh, uh, researchers have hmm. uh, measured that field in a piece of uh, human skin growing in a dish. Hmm. Uh, and then if you metabolically uh, poison that uh, with a little cyanide, for example, so it doesn't respire uh, the size of the field shrinks uh, and in proportion to the energy uh, and if you wash out the poison the field comes back uh, and it's definitely something operating uh, 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 in accord with the respiratory enzymes of the skin but in some people it projects far beyond the skin fascinating fascinating I think that's where the whole um, thing over the holy pictures, you know, with the, you know, the Christian saints and all that, and Catholic. I think that's what that was about. You know, have you ever seen those holy cards when we were kids? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You used to show like the halo kind of thing, <laughs> and they, in the movie, sometimes they'll show Christ as protected with light coming out, and it makes sense though, right? And we are light beings, aren't aren't we? Light light beams. Uh, well. To, to that extent, that uh, our, our living fields uh, maintain this uh, structured field around our body. And this structured field, I wonder what the purpose of it for, to attract others or protect us? Uh, 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 yeah, I think it's a communication device hmm. uh, when it's operating properly. Communication device? Uh, oh. Between people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense, doesn't it? And I think we... You know, I know we can communicate with animals, too. I mean, uh, I talk to the snakes all the time, and I think I've only seen one or two in 25 years, and I'm in Texas, and I just kind of tell them, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to step on you. I don't want to hurt you, right? I, You know, I love you, and uh, and they just stay away. Uh-huh. You know, they just stay away. They stay away. Uh, I, I do that with ants. Do you? Yeah. Uh, uh, several times I've said... Uh, 
my my roommate is going to poison you all if you <laughs> come in the house again. <laughs> it's so funny. I did that the other day. It's so funny you say that. So I talked to him too. And they were coming in my kitchen, Doc. And I, I was talking to him. I was saying, now you guys get out of here because I gotta, I'm going to nuke you if you don't. You know, I'm yeah. going to nuke you if you don't. You know? Uh, it didn't quite work, uh, but so they were they were these fire ants and they're hardcore and boy they just kept coming in coming and coming in and I finally just you know nuked them. It took a while and I was sad. I mean I really was in that weird. I felt badly for killing them. Ants, go figure. But they are little souls, aren't they? They are little they're little beans. But but you've been able to ha- tell them to leave and they've left. Uh, yeah, well, when you <laughs> get to know an ant, yeah. if, if you see an ant in its daily location, yeah. uh, and just patiently uh, watch what that ant does, uh, they're the ones I've uh, uh, watched long enough. Uh, they, they definitely have their private life uh, <laughs> and are definitely individual personalities. <laughs> Correct. Isn't that great? Oh, man. Well, you're fun to talk to. I'm glad you're coming back from your celery voice thing. Just a fascinating story, and I'm glad that your brain is fine because we want you around for a long time. Don't go anywhere, okay? (laughs) All right, Doc. You take care of yourself, Dr. Ray Pete, okay? Okay, very good. Love you so much. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Dr. Ray Pete, Patrick Timpone, on RadioNetwork.com. Well, isn't that great? Yeah, just so I'm just going to retell the story for a minute. About two months ago, Dr. Pete was just like, he was really having a hard time talking. And, uh, I mean, really, you could listen to the last two months. And I was just concerned because he just couldn't get, the, you know, the words out. But we, I didn't say anything. Because who am I? I mean, here's, I don't know what I'm doing. And talking to a fellow like this who has been studying this stuff for 60 years or more, um, renowned nutritionals. So I didn't say anything because I mean, what was I going to say? So, so, so during the last week or two, I was sending him all these videos that we were talking to these carnivore people with a fat. Because you know, I assumed wrongly. It's not good to assume, right? That maybe there was something with his brain, and he was needing more fat for his brain. <laughs> I don't know, I was just trying to help you. But he, he was very sweet and emailed me back and said thanks for these and all that. So um, so it turns comes to find out we, t- we hear this morning that it was a, um, what happened was he did this celery thing, some kind of celery thing, celery juice or, you know, something. And um, with so, a product, I didn't get the whole story, you know, totally. But it was a, an allergic thing to celery and it, it affected his vocal cords similar to what um, Bobby Kennedy Jr., you've heard him talk, right? It's kind of almost permanent with him. But uh, he was having a hard time just breathing, choking, and getting it out, and it wasn't a brain thing. Uh, so I was, I was really concerned with him, you know? I was like, oh, man. So that's, that's the story. And, but, and you can tell he's still got a little bit going on, but he's coming out of it just from uh, getting off the, the vegetables. He's not eating any vegetables now, for those of you who think I'm crazy for not eating vegetables. Not that what repeat says is right, but these vegetables, you don't need them. I mean, in my opinion, I think you feel better without them. I do. Yeah, we just 
boom, gone. Okay, well, that's all. That's what all the carnivores believe anyway, that the vegetables are, you don't need them. So Ray Pete's off a vegetable, so he's a <laughs> make-believe carnival. Oh, God. All right, I will see you tomorrow. What's going on tomorrow? Let me look here. Let me look. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about yoga. I haven't talked to a yogi person for a long time. Robert Bustani is going to be here tomorrow, 10 o'clock. And then Kate Cavanaugh, she's a regenerative farmer. We're going to be talking more about meat and fat and eggs and the good stuff with her. And then Adam Bergstrom, 2.0, on Wednesday. And then a lady who had an out-of-body experience that changed her life, wrote a book, and now that's all she talks about, which is kind of like what I do, too. So here we have it. That's our week. Uh, Jennifer Daniels tomorrow. Um, um, we've got some other things. Cool. Cooking. Cooking, baby. All right. I will see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. I love you all very much. Don't forget, Pine Pollen on sale. This is not the testosterone Doc was talking about. This is from Pollen, Trees, Living Foods, and it works with the body to increase testosterone levels, not injections and not BBs in your butt, and uh, can, as Dr. Pete said, help uh, ladies um, feel better. So you guys, gals can try to uh, promo code RESTORE20, RESTORE20, promo code for 20% off the biggest sale of the year with Pine Pollen from Sir Thrival through our website, One Radio network.com. I love you all. Let me know if we can help with anything. My email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com and all the personal emails that come in, I answer. I do it. Spend a lot of time doing it because I think that's my job. (laughs) Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com.